Hello there and welcome to SWA Smarks About Attitude Podcast, episode 42. Um, been a while, been a while, uh, and there's so much shit to talk about. We've had the Rumble, we've got WrestleMania not far away, there's NXT stuff, there's Blood Money Saudi Arabia stuff, there's Elimination Chambers, NXT, NXT UK... Financial results, AEW, New Japan, you fucking name it. Wrestling never fucking stops. Um, so yeah, joining me as always is Harry. Say hello, Harry. Hello, Rhys. You alright? All good. Oh yeah, my name's Rhys. I, for- I forgot to say my name. <laughs> there we go. Um, yes, all good. Thank you, mate. Everything good with you? Very good, thank you. Yeah, Just, as you say, wrestling is unrelenting and we've decided to take a three-week break between episodes and lo and behold there's like a fucking avalanche of news and all kinds of shenanigans taking place yeah did we, wait what was the last episode we did just prior to the rumble just prior to the rumble okay. yeah i don't think we did predict we were going to do a predictions episode but life of the universe got in the way and then the rumble took place and then everything else has taken place after the rumble okay yeah that's a good segue so let's just go into it royal rumble mm-hmm. One of my, well, it used to be one of my favourites. It's been a bit weird the last couple of years. Um, I just want to say, I'm fairly certain, maybe not for this Royal Rumble, because I know we did some predictions late last year, you know, when, mm. you know, like when you get to like Survivor Series ends and you get to the kind of, you know, the lull before the Rumble and the road to WrestleMania, TM. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fairly certain I may have predicted drew galloway i haven't gone back but i'm fairly certain i predicted drew galloway would win it last year as well and maybe the year before that so i'm not going to take any credit because i might be wrong but i've said several times before In yeah fact, I'm, I'm fairly certain we both i said roman will win the rumble and you said it's mcintyre in it for wwe mm. something like that drew you said drew would win and lo and behold he not only won he also successfully Clattered fuck out of Lesnar and him had the um, match, which was much, very much to my surprise. Him winning, very I thought, surprised. I thought with him eliminating Brock, Roman would now be assumed because that would establish Roman as like a credible threat for the uni title. But obviously, they went cashing completely with McIntyre. Which I was, suppose, yeah. I mean, I I, I agree with you. I. I predicted McIntyre, I thought Roman was going to win it because I thought that they could do, you know, the build for Lesnar at Mania would be who dumped him out of the Rumble, who embarrassed him, and then you'd have Universal titles sorted out by um, by the winner. The I suppose there is the Elimination Chamber, so I suppose they kind of, maybe that's a crutch for the booking, so they, they were allowed to go... Uh, fully on McIntyre. And I think it does help his case that he, not only does he dump him out, then he then goes on to win it. Um, so I think, you know, I think it works still. He's still got the Elimination Chamber before WrestleMania and a couple, I think that's on the March 8th. I, I believe think. they've announced the main event or it's elite. I've, 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 got that. I've got that further down the, the show notes. Don't worry, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just... Just on the Rumble itself, the men's Rumble, I thought it was pretty good. I think it's probably the best Rumble they've done in a while. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's basically two matches, isn't it? It's the it's the Brock Lesnar show for the first half, and then obviously the spot with Ricochet low-blowing him, uh, which obviously leads into their Saudi match, uh, but we'll get to that in a sec. Um, 
And then the Claymore from Drew McIntyre, really good pop, really good spot. Drew looked like a million bucks. I mean, he's looked like a million bucks since he uh, since he went onto the Indies, really, and kind of created this great character that he he is now. But yeah, it was good. I thought the second half of it was good fun. Um, I suppose we. I mean, Edge, Edge is back. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, it's like it's crazy to think that his return. It's not an afterthought such, but there's so much wacky shit happening in wrestling. It's like you have to remind yourself that, oh, fuck, yeah, of course. He got he, he retired, of, like, how long ago was it? Eight years ago? or just um, before, Eight um, or nine years ago, I believe. WrestleMania I 27. It's, I think it's nine, yeah, so nine years, yeah. Retired nine years ago, horrible circumstances, and lo and behold, he's fucking back. He looks great. He seems to have yeah. not missed a beat. I don't like it, though. No, it's like clutching, um, like clutching poles, like oh, you know, any bump, like in particular. But very happy he's back. Very happy. I mean, there's some talk that the a part of it was that he went to Vince and went, you know what, I, uh, it's been nine years. I've been working out. I've been training, and I've, you know, I've practiced some bumps and blah blah blah. Um, I think I can do this again. And Vince is probably like, yeah, whatever. And in the past, it would have been all right, go and do some indie shots and whatever, go to some gymnasiums where, you know, the likes of Foley and stuff and Funk and all that did. And, you know, I don't need you, so I don't care. And then now you got the, you know, you got AEW now. And there's that some was... talk, there is some talk that, you know, apparently he spoke with AEW and he probably went to Vince and went, you know what? Uh, AEW are interested in paying me some money. And, uh, Lo and behold, Vince gives him a three-year contract. I mean, that's I don't know. That's just a rumor, isn't it? I think Meltz has alluded to it as well. But he'd be dumb not. He'd be dumb not to at least inquire as to whether or not they'd be interested in bringing him. Obviously, it'd be a bit difficult for him because the that Edge character is a WWE piece of property. So, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, he he would have been Adam Copeland, wouldn't he? You think you know him? You think you know? Him? <laughs> it just wouldn't work as well. But yeah, very happy to mm. back. Somewhat, do you think it was somewhat ruined in the fact that this was reported like six months ago? Not really, because it was still the initial shock that he was actually there in the face. And that, and then again, wrestling is like you know, there's no there's no consistency in terms of um, reporting. You've got guys like Wrestle Votes and stuff, which are just notoriously so fucking bad. You have mm. to keep an eye on them just to like, and the off chance that they you know their red and array of sentences might come true. It was yeah. heavily rumored. I think the bump that Edge took doing a spear to was it Elias at SummerSlam? That kind of was the giveaway, yeah. That was the giveaway to me because it's like shit. You can actually do bumps, and as Meltz has um, has said, the um, medical advances they've had in the last decade or so, especially in terms of like spine issues and neck issues, have become leaps and bounds. So fingers crossed, Edges are in for the long haul. Obviously, they're not going to be doing the. Um, Daniel Bryan route where he's just he's literally back and he's wrestling every week and it's the same high octane high level stuff that he's been doing before he got like critically injured I think it would yeah. be like a little rare commodity like um, Goldberg and Lesnar to a lesser extent yeah and I think they've done I think the I think you know people and us included Orton's you know whatever he is these days he's just Randy Orton you know but I think that is a I think that's a that's a logical feud to do. It's easy. There's history. There's book. It's an easy thing to book. You imagine that Orton's probably 
it's a safe pair of hands to work I with. I was literally about to say yeah. safely, of all things. Autumn will give you... Unless, of course, you're one of the uh, Bollywood boys where he'll flip you over and uh, nearly neck you on the fucking table. But I don't and think Edge has got anything to worry about. And then pull a face that will be forever a meme. And then uh, always rotate the cuff afterwards because he's like, shit, I shouldn't have moved my shoulders that much. That fucking hurts. Ow. Have you ever seen that yeah. afterwards? They always show the face to Grimace and then you see yeah. him immediately grab his arm afterwards. Like, fuck, I've really hurt, yeah, hurt myself doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh it's just it's just quickly the top matches at Mania. So yeah, Drew McIntyre won the uh men's Royal Rumble match. Charlotte Flair won the women's Royal Rumble match. What do you reckon about that? I thought that was predictable as soon as it became very apparent um Ronda wasn't coming back. Mm. <laughs> Bit gutted Shayna didn't win. I think that would have done wonders for her. Um, yeah, I th- yeah, I think Shayna. Apparently, Shayna was going to be booked to win, but they changed it last minute. Same as it was supposed to be Roman to win the men's, but they changed it to Drew last minute, keeping everyone off it. I think uh, depending on where what Charlotte is actually planning. Obviously, uh, NXT Takeover Portland is this weekend, so mm-hmm. whether or not they fully confirmed that it's actually Charlotte versus Rhea, which is a very interesting match, would not have predicted that. But, yeah, um, I'll just get to that in a minute. Yeah. Ah, of course. But well, yeah, yeah. It's a safe result. Charlotte was always going to win a uh, Royal Rumble at some point. Oh, so God, yeah. It was inevitable, which is saying something about her career in general. Everything is an inevitability with her. But it was a decent match. I don't think it had the same impact as the Gents, unfortunately, which is a sad thing. You know, you have to compare the matches on the um, on mm. the cards. But it was, yeah, yeah it was. Ex- I wasn't surprised at all with her winning. Yeah. Uh, Becky got her win back against Asuka, which was all right. Uh, the Fiend, match, yeah, very good. it was good. Yeah, the Fiend defeated Daniel Bryan again. Did you notice that they? Um, I was gonna say, did you notice they've ditched the red lighting finally? They have, but I guarantee they. I bet they use it at fucking Super Showdown, but whatever. Oh God, yeah. Um, Bailey defeated Lacey Evans. Whatever, Charlotte won there. Reigns and the Corbins feud keeps going. 21 minutes, that match, for the opening match on the main card. Was it only 21 minutes? Uh, You know what? I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was all right, but fuck me. I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I thought it was so much longer than 21 minutes. I really liked Mm. the match, but um, I noticed a lot of people absolutely shitting on it because it's Corbin, (laughs) isn't it? I'm like literally his uh, his cheerleader. Still think he's a, a great heel. I thought this was a, I thought it was a good opener to be. I thought it was a great opener there. So he had loads of action and stuff in it. Mm. Uh, just on Corbin, just to end this little bit about the rumble. Uh, what do you think about the Matt Riddle fiasco? <laughs> some might, some might say. Triple H has commented on this today, saying he had no idea um, if there, there was. Said a lie. He said that he knew there was a discussion between Lesnar and Riddle. Uh, he, as far as he's as aware, uh, Vince has not said anything. Prior to contrary reports, where Vince completely shat the bed and uh, punished Riddle at the Rumble by getting eliminated quickly for daring to uh, speak to Lesnar and propose matches that he's not allowed to propose, da- daring to gr- to grab the brass ring, perhaps. <laughs> no, pal. When I say grab the brass ring, I mean he grabs the brass ring, not you. No. Oh God. You know the sad bit. The sad bit. Heyman likes Riddle. I'm sure if. Um, if he was booked properly, Lesnar would probably um, like Riddle and the prospect of wrestling him. It's so ridiculous. If it is true anyway, again, it's like fucking, this, this is secondhand information. The thing that gets me is if you say to any 
like fan, like maybe just a, not the casual fan, but maybe the you know the the in the know fan, the, the more smarky of us, you know Goldberg Riddle, Go um, Riddle Lesnar. It just there's a there's a real logic to the booking with that. Because obviously, Gold- yeah. Because obviously, like Goldberg was quite- the whole Goldberg gimmick was based on like an MMA fighter. Riddle's a real MMA fighter. He's critical of him in public. You know, it seems that it's a bit of a shoot. You know, but also he adds the kind of gimmickiness to it. And then he is, you know, what? Even on the indies, he used to sell a T-shirt that said, like, it was like a Matt Riddle's checklist T-shirt, and it was like. One do this, two do that. I can't remember what they are, but three was all was retire Brock Lesnar. It's a gimmick of it. It's something he's been like harping on about for a good two or three years, and um, to me, it, I mean, to me, there's a real logic to it. And same as the Goldberg thing, like Riddle does the um, the, the jackhammer in his matches, and he's obviously there's obviously a bit of heat there, which I always think's a good thing. You know, if you can sell a wrestling match. As you know, with as much realism as possible, it kind of, you know, it kind of works. There's always that kind of smart. I'm in, I'm in the know. I'm involved in this. I know what's going on. Element to it always does well, especially with like WrestleMania. Hmm. If you think of like Goldberg Lesnar, when everyone in fucking Madison Square Garden knew that they were both on their way, and the match was shit, and they were booing them and stuff. You know that that match is not known for the wrestling it's known because of the um circumstances surrounding yeah. what was happening with it it was a very interesting match at the time it's dreadful to watch i'd never recommend anyone watching so, it. so i think punishing riddle for fucking I giving don't... them a helping hand with booking or whatever or just giving them a platform these matches are, are they're two matches i'd like to see i think i think um if you want to give vince the benefit of the doubt then you can always use this this rumble thing as a story for next year in that he either wins it or he goes close because our oh, last year was an embarrassment and you know it's a platform for him to work on but i don't know uh, I, I feel i was disappointed in it uh people that moan and say about that it was corbin i thought that was a great idea if you're going to do it it has to be corbin oh of course because he does it all the time. they did it with um, they did it with bray years ago where he eliminated hmm. daniel and it was like everyone just, you know, you've got to have the fucking heel do it because it's the it make, gives them extra heat. Mm. But I just don't agree with the um, the narrative that he got punished because ultimately him and um, Pete Dunne won the fucking Dusty Cup as well. Ah, but there so, therein lies the divide in that you know if you if you believe it that Vin, anything to do with Vince, anything to do with the main roster and pay per views like Rumble is Vince is hundred percent. So he'll do what he wants. And then NXT, there is still that, you know, Triple H does have that power. And so maybe maybe that's one of the examples that shows that, that is, there is a clear divide there. Possibly. But then again, it might be the other might be the other thing where it's like Riddle can't have a massive showing at the Rumble and then proceed to win with Dunn the fucking cup immediately afterwards because then he's basically fucked over a load of people on two different brands on two different made like two different shows. In this mm. case, a pay per view, and then NXT itself. Again, I'm not 100 percent sure. And ultimately, it's it's fucking riddle. It's like he could go to AEW. He could go to fucking. Well, he won't go to New Japan because he'll get fucking busted immediately for um <laughs> for mm. marijuana. But um, 
I don't know what to make of it, to be honest. We'll have to see in the coming months, I suppose, as to terms of like what they're actually going to be doing with him. Obviously, if there's if they cut his legs off, then they're obviously something has gone down, and that's Vince pulling you know pulling him aside or something, putting putting the kibosh on him. I mean, it's just my personal opinion, but I think Matt Riddle has the potential to be a fucking superstar. Oh, I agree. It's just I I know this is a, it's a really lazy comparison, but it's like. I don't know if Vince just views him as like uncaring, similar to RVD, where it's like his he thinks that his gimmick is like cool, whatever man, and that reflects his work attitude in real life. Mm. Who's this Von Eric cosplayer? No, no, it's like that's what I mean. It's like he probably just thinks he's like that's that's him in real life, not realizing that it's it's mostly like an extenuated part of his personality, but really he's a fucking legit fucking MMA fighter who oh, does yeah. have some credibility, which is what they've always fucking wanted. It's so fucking confusing though. Again, yeah. it's like typical narrative of WWE where you hear the stories of Vince doesn't like Blah, so Blah gets shit canned, even though mm. everyone questions why Blah got shit canned in the first place. Mm. Right then, cool. So yeah, I'm just gonna next point I've got here: Road to WrestleMania trademark trademark Michael Cole. <laughs> so yeah, so out of the Rumble. Just going to run through what matches we appear to be having. And there's a few question marks still. But um, Drew McIntyre vs. Brock Lesnar, obviously. Charlotte Flair. It, I mean, I don't think... Has she officially picked Ripley as her opponent? Or is it no. still like kind of, will she, won't I, she? I believe they'll confirm it at TakeOver Portland, which is this mm. weekend. So it looks like Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley is going to be... Uh, the match that she chooses, which is interesting, but I mean, it really, it really puts NXT up there again. You know, I mean, surely if that's that, fairly, yeah, that solidifies NXT's. Like, I know there's the whole it's it's literally on fucking television and it's competing against a major competitor on Wednesday nights. It's like, but there's still the thing of oh, it's still WWE's developmental system. But it's like if you're actually having a Royal Rumble winner compete against their world champion. Mm. Surely that means it's now elevated to the point of the NXT women's and NXT champions are legit world champions. And more importantly, does that mean Bo Dallas is a former world champion? It does. You're right. And Big E. And Big E, yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, the big what if in wrestling. And Neville. And Neville. Can't talk about him. Mm. Uh, And Sammy as well, for that matter. Sammy, yeah. The one of the most criminally underused wrestlers in the world. He's doing the um, I think it was OSW point that he's like Martin Prince in the fucking Simpsons where he's like like fucking doing dancing around Nelson. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the song is. To the tale of Nelson. <laughs> yeah. Um, Edge and Orton, as we've discussed, that should be all right. The build seems to be plodding along quite well. And then I've got some question marks. So Becky, I don't think we have anything clear for Becky. Shona. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, nothing's clear for The Fiend, but we're thinking Roman Reigns. Have you fucking seen... Oh, or, heard or, or Cena. I'm going to put that out there. Cena's coming back on February 28th. I've got it written here in the show notes, don't worry. <laughs> I was going to say for The Fiend, uh, Meltzer, I think, proclaimed on 
a recent episode that there was plans or rumours circulating around that possibly Goldberg might win the title at Saudi Arabia. Oh, fuck right off. I think I think hell will freeze over because as progressive as Saudi Arabia is, I'd be very surprised if they allow a openly Jewish man to win the world title. You're not. Uh, he's not openly Jewish. He's Jewish. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> it's in his fucking name. His name is Goldberg. You know, he doesn't decide if he's going to leave the house of his foreskin on or not, does he? He's oh, Jewish. Don't be, oh, don't be nasty. That's not nasty. That's a good. That's a. That's a good gag. Oh, that's, that's if anything, it's just highlighting how silly the term "openly Jewish" is. It is true. Yeah. I blame the lack of caffeine. But the point is, I, I'd be very shocked if uh, Goldberg even even manages to beat The Fiend, which is why Vince will book it now, out of spite. Uh, and then, yeah, Taker. I wonder if he'll be knocking about. I don't know, but he still isn't officially that retired, is he? Who the fuck would he face? Or maybe that's what Cena does at Mania. Maybe they have their rematch. Oh, God, what, five minutes and Cena pins in five minutes? Setting oh, up another probably... match in two years' time where Taker's at least 60 now. People keep mentioning Sting again. I don't know why. I believe I believe that uh, the rumour and innuendo circulating around was that Undertaker Sting was on one of these Saudi cards at some point. Mm, because... I don't want to see that either. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've had my fill. I've, um, I'm getting kind of... I'm getting a bit... Not sick of these dream matches, but they're not really dream matches because, unfortunately, a lot of these uh, wrestlers are way past their prime and it's just sad to see them i mean that mm. take a goldberg match from years ago where they both got fucking heat stroke and they're like they just don't have it in them anymore yeah it's just i don't want to i don't want to have my previous memories of these wrestlers getting tainted because they're going out there cashing in a paycheck and just ruining the mystique yeah i agree um so that's, is there anything else that we? What, what else is there clearly in place for Mania? Can you think of anything else? I know we've still got a couple, a, paper, a couple of shows before it, but no Kevin and no Seth. I presume that's that'll be a match, though, won't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've had their fate. I mean, they're dragging out this feud. Bless them. Uh, SmackDown Women's no Braun Strowman's Intercontinental Champion. I'm sure he'll have a showing of some sort. Mm-hmm. Tag that titles. That was a thing as well, because they were saying Tyson Fury and stuff. Again, it's like, is he coming back for that? Yeah, see that? The show's going to be about eight hours long as well. This is the other fucking unfortunate thing. I'm actually dreading Mania this year, just for fucking time constraints. Yeah, um, I'm I'm done watching it live. I wouldn't do that. You'll get jet lag. Really bad jet lag. Well, it just makes me... It must have made me ill the last few years, but I'm not doing it anymore. (laughs) Um, The quality of the show is that bad. Not definitely to do with time. It's just it makes me sick watching (laughs) this fucking wrestler. Well, yeah. Right. We've got a takeover soon. It's this weekend. Is it this? Oh, there you go. Just just in time to do a little preview. (laughs) Right. So it's clear that takeovers are no longer going to be two hours and 50 minutes or just over three hours because I've got a feeling we're going to start seeing some very fairly hefty takeover now. Oh God. This one, this one's six matches. Really? Oh shit. Mm. That's well, that's the end of an era, isn't it? That's what I mean. This is where, this is where things get ruined, but uh, yeah, (sighs) six matches. So we got Ripley against Bianca Belair. That's a point actually from the rumble. I thought she was great in the women's Royal rumble. Yeah, geez, um, Bianca Belair. I mean, they really keep saying good. like you know she's got like you know she's still a bit green and stuff. But Jesus, the amount of eliminations they gave her—they must—they must really see something fucking strong in her. 
Phelps is a bit weird with her, isn't he? He just all he ever does is reference her husband. It's a bit weird considering her husband hasn't really done a lot apart from some backstage vignettes and yeah, the it's match. Weird. Mm. Uh yeah, so Ripley, Bianca Belair, NXT Women's Championship. Uh we finally get the Finn Balor Johnny Gargano match. My boys. That should be good, really, shouldn't it? Yeah, there's no excuse why that wouldn't be any good. Mm. I mean, Gargano's fairly reliable on this kind of platform. Finn's the one who has to... I think Balor's the one who needs to actually prove something here. Is this Balor's first pay-per-view match as such since SummerSlam? Um, he, what, the takeover, you mean? Yeah. Or did he appear at Rumble? See, I don't fucking remember. It was a Survivor Series takeover, wasn't it? No. Was he there? Was he in that match? I'm sure he he won a match, didn't he? Because everyone was like, oh, should he have won? And it was like his first match after a fucking big heel turn. Of course he should have won. Really? I can't remember remember who he faced. Let's have a look. This is where he played the Jeopardy song. Yeah, he faced Matt Riddle at... uh, Take over war games. I don't even remember that. Games, yeah. Sorry, then. Yeah, yeah. I don't really remember it. I knew. I obviously knew it happened, but yeah, because it was. Yeah, that makes sense now. You've said that because it's like, why would anyone complain about Balor winning? Because it's his first match back from a major heel turn, and Riddle can afford to lose against the former first Universal Champion. Mm. Jesus, that sounds really stupid. Now that we've said that, I don't think anyone would accept that as a bad result. Yeah, is there a takeover on Mania weekend? Yeah, Tampa Bay there is. Yeah, shit, that fucking weekend. So you got Hall of Fame, traditional, you know, Hall of Fame takeover WrestleMania. Mm. Your brain will bleed out of your fucking nose by the time you finish that. Plus, weekend. plus, there's always the odd fun indie show. To the just, indie like, weekend, yeah. That's just WWE. You have got free nights and stuff. But there's always more stuff as well. Yeah, blood sports always worth a watch. Joey Janela's oh, yeah. spring break. Sometimes I usually I usually find the matches of that to watch. I don't particularly like the odd boredness of it, although some of it is fun. Uh, yeah, uh, where, where was we? Um, okay, so yeah, Dusty Classic winners, the Broserweights, Pete Dunn, Matt Riddle against um, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly for the chat tag championships. I imagine Fish and O'Reilly will retain. I'd say so as well. I think the uh, unless they're actually going full blown with this fucking Matt Riddle Pete Dunn combination, it is quite fun. It is really because Dunn is like the ultimate straight man. He's like literally because he, he he can't out. He will, he'll never be able to out promo Riddle. Yeah, and Riddle was just like a fucking entity on himself. That fucking promo he did where he was like, I was like, Ugh. and Pete was like, Ugh. what I was, was like, the. Ugh. Pete... <laughs> There was a what was the promo where he was like um Pete Dunn said something, he was like, Bro, you said the word joint and that just I couldn't hear anything else after you said that, bro. Like he kind I can't of remember. He Man, kind of it was a gag against, you know, the fact that he's a stoner basically. I, the, the only one I remember was um <clears throat> oh, before the finals between them and Grizzled Young Veterans. It's so funny watching like because obviously similar they're like similar mirrors to each other. You've got Zach Gibson and James Drake, and Drake just mouths off everything that, he, <laughs> that Gibson says. And then you've got the other one where they've got the actual comedy thing. The yeah, J- 
James Drake has done very well for himself with the with his positioning. I he's think. a good fucking wrestler. He's a good fucking wrestler. He's an all right wrestler. He's a good fucking wrestler. I think I personally think that Zach Gibson should be a singles competitor, and he should be a lot higher, a lot higher status than he currently is. Look, we all want Zach Gibson to be WWE champion, but we can't. We can't have what we want. <laughs> I want Zach Gibson to be the king of the world, basically. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. this is where we start electing to our Hall of Fame credentials for next year. So Zach Gibson or well, I mean, Duke our Hall Robinson. of Fame, our Hall of Fame. I think we've already named our. Oh no, you're right. We the did Juice Robinson it. Hall of Fame, isn't it? <laughs> the Juice, the, the SWA Juice Robinson Hall of Fame. Honorary members Juice Robinson and now okay we'll just we'll just induct him and Zach Gibson. <laughs> uh, I, we digress. Uh, yeah, tag titles. Then we got Dakota Kai vs Tegan Knox in a street fight. That should be good, I imagine. Should be. I've kind of I paid like... attention to some of it, but yeah. I thought the War Games thing was very good. The actual heel turn, so. I don't want to sound silly, but that out of all the matches mentioned so far, that screams main event on NXT television. Yeah, but you gotta have a you gotta have at least two women's matches now if you've got a six match card. I guess so. I'm not yeah, I, I agree, that's a good thing. But um yeah. But I'm I'm thinking of it in that I'd rather it be a five match card and half an hour shorter. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll reach this conclusion on um, Sunday morning. Also, just to be clear, Balor and Gargano are going to go at least 20. Well, the next two matches, so Keith Lee against Donovan Dijakovic, North American title, that's going to probably be 15 minutes. And you know they're going to be good. You know it's going to be good. Well, every match they've had has been fucking great. So, yeah. And then you got... Adam Cole against Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT title, which you know is going to go on for fucking ever. 45 minutes. <laughs> they might as well just do a fucking Iron Man match and get it over and done with. We know the match is going to be fucking Oh, long. I'll be honest. I'd, I'd do the, do a nice 22-minute match here and then do an Iron Man match in Tampa. Fuck it. Why not? You know what? The only problem is Iron Man matches after that fucking debacle from a few years ago. I think they do need to just know. Hmm. Like just cancel them out, right? Who do you think's winning that match, Cole or Champa? I think Cole. I think let Champa win it at the Mania Takeover. That's a bigger moment. Do you think? Do you think it'll be a, a rematch again from this Champa versus Cole for Tampa Bay? Yeah, why not? It's easy to do, isn't it? I mean, Roderick Strong comes out and hits Champa. Champa loses. Champa can have some matches with Strong on TV for a couple of weeks, and then he. Earns his rematch against Cole and he wins the top the title at what is probably the biggest takeover of the year. Why not? I was going to say as well. It's a bit it's a bit sad because obviously up until this or up until when the Wednesday night war began, obviously you'd be planning to say like right, this is undisputed era's final takeover because obviously surely they're their main roster band. But because now NXT's its own bloody main brand, it's like what exactly do you now do with the undisputed era because they've been together for like three years at this point. And now you've mm. gone for the direction of they all hold the belts. Obviously, now it's the the North American Championship's gone, but it's an inevitable it's an inevitability that they're going to lose the titles eventually. Obviously, Mania weekends a prime time, but it's like, what do you do afterwards with Undisputed Era? Mm. They seem too big for NXT, and there's not really anyone left for them to wrestle against unless they turn face. 
Nah. Which would be they wouldn't change the characters. They'd literally just be faced because everyone buys their t-shirts, myself included. It's too, it's, it's, they're too big a stable to be a face stable. I tell you what, we've not equated bloody Dream returning. He literally came back last week. He's not on the card, obviously, but it's like I'm surely sure he... they'll be have a segment on the card. Yeah, he'll do like an interview or something. But then you've got to think he's not had his like major coronation. Obviously, he's a former North American champion, but he's never won the NXT title. Or would they save him for like a actual full blown world title because Vince is invested in him? I don't know. I think I think there's a a story to be told of him winning the NXT title. Let him have it. Let him do a McIntyre run, um, have it for a few months, and then drop it, and then end up on Royal SmackDown. And then Vince will squander him for four years, and then complain, and then book him randomly. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, that's NXT TakeOver Portland. That actually sounds like a really good show. It is, yeah. As you say that, I would prefer the uh, car to be under three hours, but I think it's in there. Uh, okay, let's... Over-under. For three and a half hours, over-under. Just shy under. It's going to be like three say... hours 28 or something ridiculous like that. I'm going to go f- over three hours, and uh, three and a half hours. Over three, okay. I hope mm. I win this for once. <laughs> Um, Christ, there's so much WWE stuff. I know. We're only uh, WWE. We've got fucking other organizations super, and shit. Super Showdown. Oh, Another God. blood Saudi Arabia blood money. They haven't even paid for the last one, and they're still going back. No, um, that was raised on the um, financial report, wasn't it? Saudi Arabia were late in de- they were delayed in paying thirty five million dollars or something ridiculous. It's like forty or fifty, yeah, something like that. Don't worry, uh, we've only got okay. another eighteen of these to fucking go. It'll be all. It's yeah, is it prime. ten? No, it's. I think it's like. Is it ten? Ten they year deal. Two, two shows. It, yeah. Two shows a oh, year. Fuck. Yeah, you're right. It's never gonna fucking end. Okay, so this show has the fiend against Goldberg, whatever. Um, Brock against Ricochet, which makes sense because Ricochet low blowed him. Yep, and also he did. Match. He won. He did win a number one contenders match. Yeah, I know you're going to say you're going to say that Brock loves working with people like Ricochet because he gets he, he always tends to work quite well with these kind of guys. You mean guys that wrestle random because he's like a fucking meaty broomstick? Yeah, imagine how many times we're going to see him try and German Ricochet and he just flips out of it. It'll be the same formulaic thing ever. Lesnar beats the piss out of him for three minutes and then he should win the match and then Ricochet mounts a comeback and everyone's like, oh, can he actually do it? Maybe. And then in a five minutes over. Okay, over under, how many times will Ricochet do a backflip out of a German suplex? I'm going to set the bar at two. I was literally going to say only two because Lesnar will not let someone dominate right. one of his three moves of doom. I'll give you two and I'll take over two. There you go. All right, okay. Um, it's really sad that this is our fucking. But no one dare thinks Ricochet might actually win this match. Of course, he's not going to win. <laughs> I know he's same not going to, but same as I hear what you said earlier about Goldberg maybe winning. I didn't fucking say that. That was Meltzer who said. No, that. no, I know you brought it up, but I mean the Fiend should win that. I was going to say Bray should win that match in fucking less than five minutes. No excuse. He should fucking but, dominate that match as well. Do you not think that Goldberg vs Roman Reigns at WrestleMania has quite a good ring to it? What, spear versus spear. I mean, there I would, you go. I'd rather Roman's uh, suggestion, which is him versus Rock, for an eight. Just an bring eight. that forward from Hollywood and go to um, go do it at WrestleMania this year. 
Oh, actually, you've just said it. I'm going to predict something for WrestleMania Hollywood. It's going to be Cena against The Rock. No, why would they do thrice? Thrice in a lifetime. Oh, God, the rubber match. Don't think we forgot, pal. It was one apiece. It's definitely fucking happening now. Oh, no. Oh, no. You'll you'll fucking love it. What if it's oh, for God. what if what if it's the match for Cena to um to win the seventeenth World Championship? Fuck's sake! Oh God, the match is shit as well. <laughs> actually, I I did see someone on Twitter quite rightly say that Cena won't win another World Championship because there's only one person in WWE who's going to break the Ric Flair record. That's Charlotte, and that is Charlotte. Yeah, yes. <laughs> keeping the family. Um, oh God. Okay, you got Roman Reigns. Uh, look, I mean, it's a cage match, so that therefore means that it is the end of the feud because that's what cages are used for. Yeah, but for. you'd think you'd think uh, the what was it, the uh, street fight? Surely that would be the end of it because you decimate your opponent and destroy him. But no, they're doing this again. I think I'm the only person who actually looks forward to these matches. Just to be clear, it's Reigns and Corbin. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Not. I think you are the only person, but Reigns should just win that cage match. Um, by pinfall as well. We'll see. Um, in fact, that's the way it should be. It should be Rain should be going for pinfalls and victory within the ring, and Corbin should be spending the whole match trying to escape. Yep, that makes sense. I can't wait for yeah. that to not happen, but you know. Um, and then yeah, that's all I'm willing to discuss. There's another. There's some kind of weird gauntlet match for a. It's because you can't pronounce. Or... You can't pronounce the bloody name, can't you? No, it's just it's not important, is it? <laughs> Andrade will be back, and Bobby Lashley continues his... Oh, Bobby Lashley and Rusev continue their uh, feud that no one gives a fuck about anymore. I think AJ's in that match as well. AJ is in that match. Mm. You might as well just say the whole fucking match. We've said everyone mm. in there, apart from Eric Rowan and R-Truth randomly. Well, there you go. You've said it. That's enough. There we go. And then, there'll, then there's more stuff. My other note on this is these fucking Saudi shows are awful. That's it. They, no, no, no. They have morbid comic value. That's all they have. Yeah, that is true. I'll give you that. I don't want that. Um, <laughs> Take it back. Okay, so after Super Showdown, we have Elimination Chamber. Or in Germany, what is it known as? No Escape. No Escape. WWE No Escape. Because the word chamber is brings back haunting memories. I think the whole f- phrase elimination chamber would bring back it's very, very dark. Yeah. Just call it no escape, pal. WWE Auschwitz in your house. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Although no escape is kind of alluding to no way out, which is the old pay-per-view that used to have this. this Plus uh, this you spot. could push it to say no escape would also apply to any prisoner during those horrible fucking things anyway. Yeah, oh, they're not going to change it, are they? They've no, had fucking twenty years, but they haven't. I know. Hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, as you said earlier, there has been some kind of leaked graphic. There will be a chamber match. It will be winner faces universal champion. At the moment, it is Roman Reigns vs Braun vs Brian vs Nakamura vs Corbin vs Bobby Roode. Yes, Bobby Roode, um, which is leading me to the next point we have here, which is that yes, yeah, Cena's been announced that he'll be returning to t- on the twenty eighth of Feb, uh, SmackDown, and I note that it's SmackDown, so <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping Bobby Roode 
is named because there'll be an injury angle and Cena will do that thing. Remember a few years ago when he came back and he went, I'm John Cena. If I want a title match, I'm going to announce one. (laughs) Rude's going to get injured and Cena's going to be in the Elimination Chamber match. He's going to win and it's going to be him beating The Fiend at WrestleMania. I could live with that. Or... It's either him or Roman. That's the, they're the best two case scenarios. Or Cena's gonna beat up someone like Elias in a segment on SmackDown for a rating. Or Isn't an Elias rating. a face though? What is Elias now? I don't even know what he is. Fuck knows. Um, it's telling that we haven't mentioned his name once now, except for saying that he'll get squashed. So <laughs> he's not important. Uh, but yeah, Cena's probably just gonna do a segment and then piss off back to Hollywood. Fair play to him though. Give him a break. He's he's recovering from that debacle that we call Doolittle. Mm. And yeah, so I'd say Reigns is probably the favourite for that. Yeah, uh, if the match graphic actually lines up with who's actually going into that match. Again, it's a bit of an oddity that Rude is in that match and not like Ziggler to do bumps. Mm, good point. Or even Kofi. Or Kofi. Although Kofi's tag team champion, so that would explain why he's not allowed in this match. Well, bronze intercontinental champion. That is very true. Ignore that previous point. Fuck, Kofi, maybe plus Kofi last year as well. Maybe Braun's gonna win so that they can copy New Japan and have Braun Strowman as world and intercontinental champion. He'd be the eater of worlds and the intercontinent. What? <laughs> oh, you're you're saying? Oh, what is that? What the name of the belt is? Bray Wyatt's stupid belt. No, he's the no, he's just the universal champion. Yeah, but he's got his stupid face belt, isn't he? Yeah, that's just a $6,000 face belt. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> right. So that's... That's so many, that's, that's the lay of the land in WWE. Um, and NXT. There's still uh, shitloads, but... We'll, yeah, have you it. been watching NXT UK? No, brutally honest. I'm, I'm no. too far behind. I'm, I'm too far behind. It's not, it's not happening, folks. Did you watch the TakeOver? Uh, no, I didn't. I was away. Uh, no. Plus, the main event was a. Uh, what did I watch it? Where Alexander yeah, Wolf was... got fucking really badly injured. Yeah, it was the one. I did watch. Was... I did watch it. Yes. It was... <laughs> Take it back. I did. Joe, watch Co- it. Joe Coffey going for the title again. Yeah, it was a bit. Of a... Yeah. What was? Oh fuck! I can't remember. No, that was Worlds Collide, wasn't it? Fuck! What the fuck did I watch? Oh no, it was Shit. Worlds Collide. Worlds Collide was when Wolf got injured. You're right. Right, I watched Worlds Collide. I didn't watch um, what you just said. Takeover. Takeover, I couldn't watch. And I had no real intention of watching it because, with all due respect, I, a Joe Coffee versus Walter match did not really uh, intrigue me yeah. enough to binge watch all of fucking NXT UK to um, explain why this match was happening. Yeah, good point. Um, so, yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> and final point I've got here for now for NXT, uh, sorry for WWE is the financial results. Oh, Christ. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it appears that large television deals that are now well into their well into their, uh, their contracted years seem to be propping up basically an awful lot of downturn in business for WWE. The network is now, well, it's an admitted failure. It's Vince peaked. McMahon... Yeah, I just it's think I just, uh, basically they're they're just openly saying it's a failure now, which fair enough. Um, a lot of people did say that it was 
silly for them to do what they did in that even even putting mania on it was ridiculous um which does lead to the fact that they're now again they're saying it's a failure but they're openly saying that it seems that they may be packaging up the pay-per-views taking them off of the network and selling them to uh what was it that vince called them on the call the majors in uh or in reference to stream the major streaming platforms, um, ESPN. So, well, I mean, it could be on ESPN Plus. It could be on Disney. Um, no, good God! I mean, it, <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of talk of. I mean, there was someone. Someone wrote an article about how Amazon could buy WWE, and it all it seems to have created some kind of. Oh, Amazon are interested in buying WWE talk. I imagine it's bollocks. It could yeah, end up on Prime. Prime are quite big on like tennis and football and stuff, so maybe they'll put it on there. Um, it might end up on Peacock, which is NBC's new streaming platform, which is apparently coming out in England as well. The uh, Zone, there's lots of them, but what it means is that it's very likely that your nine ninety nine a month will not get you pay per views. It will get you replays of television. Maybe it will get you takeovers, and it will get you an archive. But I think they I think we're gonna lose the pay per views off of our cushy nine ninety nine deal. That's gonna be a fucking bit of pill to swallow, I have to admit. Well I'll be cancelling it, I'll just be clear. I was gonna I was literally gonna say, to be honest, I the only thing I like with NXT now weekly I've I've lost so much time trying to watch it in a reasonable time frame. I do like the back catalogue. I think that's the best thing of the WWE. No, yeah, um, you're right. I I do like picking a year and kind of skipping through pay per views and stuff to just get a flavour for the year. That's something I do sometimes. The thing is, they can say it's a failure, like you know they've not capitalised as much on fucking pay per views as such. But I do think that with the WWE Network offering every pay per view for like a bloody ten a, a month, they have opened mm-hmm. up to people that simply would not either would not buy pay per views or pirate them. So I do think it's going to be a very very debilitating thing for the company when they go like, you know, but we're getting rid of pay-per-views now for the W network. Otherwise you pay more, but a higher tier for it as such. But... Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a feeling they've seen AEW getting a hundred thousand by average for their pay-per-views and thought, fuck, we thought this, we thought there wasn't just to be clear, hundred thousand buys for a WWE pay-per-view was seen as would have been, um, colossal failure. A colossal failure, but it's still. I mean, look, it's fifty fifty dollars a pop, sixty dollars HD, hundred thousand buys. It's probably they'll probably be making more money than they do on the network, or it will start topping them up. Also, I was read listening to I think it was the Grapple App uh, podcast earlier. They'll probably bundle these twelve pay per views into a package that they sell for maybe I don't know a couple some, some fa- a fairly hefty amount of money. And on the next investor call, they'll say, well, we sold the pay-per-view rights. We've got an extra, I don't know, just devil's advocate, $100 million. Look at this. And then they'll get money from the sales. I mean, if it went on Fight, the Fight, was it Fight TV or Fight app for 20 quid a pop, people will probably buy it. I won't, but people will. <laughs> what we're trying to say is, folks, is that the podcast is, is, is entirely reliant on the WWE Network. And it will just come to an abrupt end if they... Uh... Take oh, just, off. It's just—I I mean, I don't believe they care enough about their fans 
No, the, I don't either. That's the scary thing. I reckon that they're always yeah. vindictive. They always hate the fuck. Wrestling is the most. Sorry, not wrestling. The WWE is the most peculiar thing because they hate their fan base, but are entirely reliant because it's a fucking publicly traded organization. So mm. it would. I would. You know, it's quite depressing that we're like, they're definitely going to take pay per views away. There's there's no fucking. There's no upside to this. They've been threatening tears for what feels like three years, or that was a George Barrios core, and he's no longer there. So. Fuck knows what they're gonna do. I think the network's great, and uh, like not to fucking undersell it. For, like, it's great. It's, just, it's every, just for its back catalog. It's, every, it's, it's every those... big North American show of the last fifty years and live pay per views. It's fucking tenor. amazing. Which hmm. means it has to die <laughs> because we can't yeah. have it anymore because it doesn't make <laughs> enough fucking money. Even though our shitty product is the reason why no one keeps fucking watching this product anymore. Oh. That is the point that I made to you separately the other day. They could always make the shows better. Yeah, they could, but that would require work. And that's that's something that the WWE does not want to do because it's our fault for yeah. not getting it. I think it would require Pete, Vince McMahon to think differently, which I don't think he is, one, can, and two, is willing to try. Cucks on Monday, Fiend on Friday, and whatever Paul wants Wednesday. XFL on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about that. Oh mm. Jesus. Maybe, as you say, his attention might be elsewhere. It's just—it's a fucking depressing scenario where it's like—I don't know about yourself, but it feels like the fucking there's like the noose around your neck. You're like fucking. So when's when when's this bombshell going to drop that the fucking WWE network is either going to become extraordinarily really expensive or they're just going to take away shit from it and you still pay the same amount? Hmm. I don't, don't trust worry. them at all. I just don't trust them at all with um with what fans want. We know what fans want. We're going to take away WrestleMania, but we're going to add the whole back catalogue of ICW from Glasgow. <laughs> I was literally about to say no. Evolve and ICW. Oh God, Evolve! I wouldn't mind watching, but Christ, I'm not. Like... I'd rather. I know, but it's like it's just fucking more wrestling that we don't have time. We we struggle currently with the core three, like the three big organizations. It's like, I mean, apparently the, it came out today that NWA Power was supposed to be a WWE Network, you know, tiered. So, yeah, I was, I was listening to that yesterday. So Cornet, um, Cornet's experience with his podcast is this week's episode. He said that, um, oh, who's the guy at NWA? Not, not, um, not Billy, the other one. I have no idea. Is it David Lagana? Whatever. David Lagana? Um, Dave Lagana, I think, yeah, could be wrong, but uh, yeah, he told, he said, "Oh, we're we're gonna do TV," and he's like, "Oh, what?" He went, "Yeah, uh, we're negotiating with WWE. We're gonna we're we're looking to go onto the network." Um, even our friend Rover has kind of confirmed that that is there is truth in it. It does so make sense know. because again, they've been talking about a tiered a tiered system with different. With different companies embedded into it for a higher price. Well, there was again, rumors like, like a year ago that they were trying to buy right? the Ring of Honor back catalogue and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, and mm. obviously you've got Evolve and ICW is like fucking the, basically the real developmental grounds there of um, NXT Pro- Progress and Progress as well. But um, they've been threatening this for fucking years, but mm. nothing's come to it, and now the the two major architects behind it are long gone. So it's like. Mm. Yeah, 
Well, I think that's enough WWE chat. It's been 50, yeah, it's 51 it's... minutes. Fuck me. Um, I know we didn't even talk about The Rock's daughter, which is a non-story. Oh, that, that was announced today, wasn't it? So, yeah, The Rock's stepdaughter is going to... Is it stepdaughter? I think it's his actual daughter. I think it's his stepdaughter, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, she's she's signed. She's going to the PC. She's going to get booed for her first year, and then she'll become the, one of the biggest stars of all time. I don't think history will repeat itself that to that degree. Although I have heard um, that she's very level-headed about the business and stuff, so... Maybe. I'm sure she'll be so. fine, considering her old man is literally the either the biggest or top three biggest wrestling stars in history, so... Hang on. Say that again. Either, what? I'm sure she'll be fine, because her father is either top or in top three biggest wrestling stars in history. What did I say? It's The Rock. Oh, no, I, that's what I'm emphasizing. I thought I was shitting myself if I said it's husband or something. Top, fucking top, top three. Is The Rock in the top three superstars? Oh, that's a, that's a hard one. For what me, it's Rock. For me, it's Hogan, Austin, Rock. And think, then you've got to think Flair's not in that, which is a really fucking bitter pill to swallow. Well, I think, if you think of worldwide wrestling, this is a massive dig- we're digressing, but fuck no, it, no. This, is, this is interesting. Um, yeah. No one gives a shit about AEW anyway. Um, <laughs> Don't be nasty. We've got to spend now 15 minutes on that to talk about. Go um, on, sorry, go on. Austin, Hogan, and this isn't in any particular order. Fuck. No, it's not. I was going to say you know what? in any order. What about like Inoki? How big oh, no, was this? Is what I mean. When when people say they're Mount Rushmore of wrestling, what they really should say is, okay, everyone born in like the first four generations of professional wrestling, and that's it. You're not allowed to pick anyone else. I mean, Flair. Flair is Flair is credible for a spot because he fucking rest, high quality wrestling over like a forty year period, thirty year what period. About- what about box office, though? I mean, he did headline the biggest ever drawing crowd in wrestling history. Yeah, bear in mind, most of that crowd was forced to go there under punishment. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> but, um, in terms of box office, I'd say Rock is in his top three. Interesting. He has to be, surely. Cena's and if with Rock, I mean Cena. No, Cena was it, Cena was the top, the top dog, big dog in like an era which was notoriously not as big as the Attitude Era, and the Attitude Era was the WWE at the most financially successful. So surely when it's you, Rock and Austin. When you say like top three, do you are you putting a big emphasis on drawing power, like making yeah, money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean fucking wrestling quality because with all due respect to oh. Rock. No, I mean, with, with no. Matt fucking Hogan for fuck's sake. Let's no, that's what I mean. That, that should have been the um, that should have been the key. That should have been the fucking major thing. Top three best wrestlers of all time is a very different list than box. Hogan Hogan could wrestle though. You ever watch? It's a, oh, go yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. Go on YouTube and watch him against um the great Muto in New Japan. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. The match is fucking fantastic, and he's really good in it. Oh um, no, the, he could the, wrestle. The, he can the wrestle. A good wrestler, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Just no. anything post nineteen eighty three is a bit of a is a bit of a lost cause, but you know. 
Yeah, when Vince just said, stop working, we're just going to just cut Slams, your ear. punches. Help cut your ear. Talk about Jesus and vitamins and prayers. Pose, and... goddammit, pose. Your tan, Hulk. Is it? Is it? Do you look? Do you look like a hot dog enough? Could you be more hot dog? <laughs> We're gonna stop wearing white. We're gonna wear bright yellow. Oh god. He all. He. He. We all loved him as a kid, though. So let's. You know. Whatever. It oh, no. worked. Tainted. Um, <laughs> all right, okay. Well, we're going to revisit this. We're on a fucking proper tangent. We'll come back to this one day. You remember, do, you ever post, do you ever remember posting on the wrestling forum? I think it's still a thing. I haven't looked at it in years. I think Reddit kind of took over all the message boards, didn't it? Um, someone put a post on uh, the wrestling forum a couple of years ago, about, well, maybe five years ago, where it was um, Sid, Psycho Sid slash Sid Vicious was a bigger drawing person than Ric Flair and I have proof and it was like a hundred page thread where this guy just would not admit that Ric Flair was a bigger draw than Sid um, and it was fucking hilarious that's some top tier trolling if that was intention, not intentional I don't think it was but it was very no, funny it's probably just naive and said like no he headlined Wrestlemania 8 so that means he is the bigger draw Macho Man was a big draw you know yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's really fucking difficult to go. We've gone proper tangent there. This is Apparently, this is you know the, the build to the superpowers and um, Macho's year as champion? Yeah. Like, house show business was apparently excellent, like, compared to the... Like, apparently it was better than the Hogan period before. It's because it was something it was something new, and at the time, Macho was still having amazing matches. Yeah. Whereas the... Whereas the, build, uh, whereas the small contingent of hardcores were probably like, it's Hogan. Ugh. Hogan no, was getting Hogan was getting uh, booed as early as that time. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Digression. Let's move yeah, on. Fuck. Um, all elite wrestling. Uh, why we're coming. That, why that voice? <laughs> I don't know. Should I say it in a cornet voice? Mud show outlaw bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> what does he call Kenny Omega? He calls uh, him, Kenny uh... Kenny Olivier. That's it. Fucking as if that makes as if that. Makes his argument I think, more valid. I think he talks bollocks and he talks valid stuff, does old Jim, in my opinion. And I think his Kenny Olivier stuff is funny. I draw the line when he starts to get a little bit, you know, weird about his sexuality and his relationship with Japanese schoolgirls. But let's leave it at that. So, yeah, all, all Elite Wrestling or All Elite Mud Show, if you are a fan of Jim Cornette. Um, they're rumbling on towards Revolution, their next pay-per-view at the end. I think it's the end. Is it the end of February? It is, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, only one. I think there's a couple of weeks of TV left, but there is only one announced match, and that is um, Moxley against Jericho for Jericho's world title, uh, which is quite a good build. I'd say this, is, this feud is part of their... Uh, them getting back on track in recent weeks, actually, which is kind of my opinion on AEW at the moment. Um, they seem to have dropped a few shit sandwiches. They seem to be emphasising some good feuds. Um, yeah, so the only only that one match announced, but obviously the Cody and MJF stuff is building up to Revolution. Um, have you seen the Have you seen the lashes segment from Dynamite? Yeah, that was fucking really fucking good. Yeah, 
was going to say, I, I, mean, I, I like the Cody um, MJF stuff. I think it's been yeah. It's, I think I think I think I was of the opinion that they pulled the trigger too early, but I've, I've got a feeling this is this is this is going to work really well. Yeah, again, it's it's MJF. What the fuck did you expect? It's going to be like you know, he's 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 an absolute shit cunt. Worse, you know, in terms of being a heel, and Cody's quite an effective babyface. So, mm. oh, he's selling for that. Those lash spots were fucking brilliant. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, so yeah, real, though that's the other thing that does help quite a lot. Yeah, all all things to do with like whipping in wrestling is real, isn't it? That's that's quite good. Yeah, someone getting their kinks out in public, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think the next... So there was... What was it? MJF said he'll face Cody on three conditions. One, he's not allowed to touch him. Two, he has to give him ten lashes in the middle of the ring during an episode of Dynamite. And three, I believe Cody has to defeat um, Wardlow in a cage match, which I'm going to guess That's... is either going to be this... It's probably this week or next week, or it might be the the week prior to uh, at Revolution. Go home show. I mean, they'd be silly not to do it on the go home show, wouldn't they? So, yes, that's that's um, that's 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 looking good. Um, you got the Hangman Page storyline with Kenny and the Bucks. He seems to be have a drinking problem. I was literally uh, about to say it is Scott Hall. Yeah, it sounds silly, but it's actually I actually think it's it's quite good. Crowd seems um, to like it a lot, so. Yeah, it's it's he's it's getting him over, I guess. Um but yeah, the, the Bucks are obviously favouring Kenny. Kenny and Hangman are a tag team. Are they the tag team champions? I think they are, aren't they? Yes. Is that right? I yeah. So. yeah. I could be right. I'd fucking I, I was watching it. I don't, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you got that bubbling under the surface, which could be quite good. Um there's no more Nightmare Collective. That's done. Much rejoicing. Pretty much, um, much someone raised this on Square Circle where it was like when Vince came out just around the ruthless aggression era and said, the NWO's done. No more NWO. That's done. I want some ruthless aggression. It's basically exactly the same thing. Just drop the angle entirely, say it was shit, and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, Springden. There'll be no encore. Quite quite refreshing for a wrestling, wrestling company to basically acknowledge and go, this hasn't worked. So... Yeah, pull back the curtain a bit and go. This hasn't worked. Well, to your end, I, yeah. I agree with you, but the public talk about this is that uh, I thought it was shit all along, and <laughs> it was, uh, someone it was someone else's decision. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do that, and it's been pulled. Uh, and thank God because I didn't like it. It seems to be the the uh, yeah. narrative. On it. Mm. Oh guys, I can't believe that you all agreed with me, despite the fact that I'm apparently in charge of this fucking thing. And probably should have, you know, pulled the plug on it much earlier. It's yeah, and also peculiar. I was weirdly defensive about it on Twitter in a sh- in in not in sometimes in character, sometimes in not not in character. So there you go. <laughs> Although why would you? I mean, obviously we're talking about Brandy Rhodes, but why would you? You wouldn't be in character on Twitter, would you? Because you're the fucking chief brand officer. Unless it's like. One of those things that the WWE does where it's like, you are in character, except when you're not in character, so you confuse your fans. 
Oh, I think and then they, media, and they start, for wrestling. I know. Either go one way, like MJF, where you're in character 24-7, no excuses, or the other way, where you're brawn, where you're not in character, and I couldn't give a fuck about wrestling outside of my page. That's, my, that's name's a- my name's Adam, and I play a wrestler on television. <laughs> you Watch me eat this big burrito! It's still real! fucking childhood, goddammit! It's still real to me, damn it! You're feuding with Roman. Why are you happy? He's recovered from cancer. You psycho. <laughs> um, yeah. So that leads to the question that there has been some talk of some booking issues in AEW. Apparently, since the turn of the year, Tony Khan is um has a much more centralized role for what goes on television, and sounds like that should have been. That should have been what it was from day one, but no, they were kind of given autonomy to go and book their shit however they want. Shit, it was. (laughs) I'm joking. Um, It does sound good. And I always say when it worked, it worked. When it didn't, it was you know. And the thing with wrestling fans, especially wrestling social media, is give give smarks an opportunity to shit on something, and they will shit. Oh God, yeah. Roman's recovered from cancer. Well, he could have been faking it all along. It's like these people are fucking. It's a people... work. It's it a was work. a work. Vince is trying to fuck us. Got he's got his. Up. He's got his finger in our ass wallet. <laughs> I was literally about to say about the finger in the ass wallet. Get your finger out of my ass wallet. Oh god. If depending on who you follow on social media in terms of wrestling, there's uh, strong accusations that the head bookers have been colliding with each other in terms of what content they want to do. So Yeah, it depends on, I don't know. I mean, you typ- read, in- like, you read the thing, apparently, when TV finishes, Kenny goes back to Canada, the Bucks go back to wherever they're from, the Bible Belt somewhere, I think, and um, Cody goes back to Jacksonville. They don't spend any time together, and blah, 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 blah. So, I don't know, whatever. It's almost like wrestling backstage is more entertaining than the product they're putting on. Which has been the, which has been the problem with the WWE for nineteen years. Nineteen years, it's been that problem for fucking a long time. No, but not the um, attitude era. Attitude era, at least, was entertaining on the screen. It's problematic now, but you know the backstage machinations weren't that interesting. I mean, in WCW yeah, it was because. Yeah, Meltzer. I mean, if Meltzer would have written in the Observer the week before. That raw where Mae Young gave birth to a hand, people might have <laughs> they would have been like, This cunt's on acid. What the fuck? What's he talking about? He's drunk. <laughs> but it was on TV and all of a sudden it's nostalgia now. But yeah. It weren't nostalgic back then. It was it was still pretty it was total shit back then. Let's, I mean, let's get one in recent clear. in recent times it has there has been a segment of a man in a handsuit saying hello, mum and dad to Mae Young and Mark Henry or whatever it was. And you and you say wrestling doesn't have continuity. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of that's AEW. We could leave AEW there. Revolution's coming up. That'll probably be a good show. Uh, I'm not sure when it is, but we should be getting Pac and Kenny their rubber match soon, which should be great. Should be. I mean, there's no excuse why it shouldn't be. So. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say, AEW, of course, have still been smashing NXT in the uh, Wednesday Night War. Yeah, I mean, it's good good for wrestling. Fair play to them. Good luck yes, to them. Even though we've previously said NXT seems to be the better consist program, 
the problem is is that NXT is NXT and there's no there's nothing new about it as such. Dynamite just has that better look to it. Yeah. You know, it just has it. It's been said to death, but it does have a WCW aesthetic, which yes, isn't, which is, which is quite a good aesthetic. You know, if you think of WCW '96 to '98, that kind of feel, yeah, it's not a bad thing at all, and I think it works quite well for them. I think that's, I think the way it's produced and the way it's presented, plus when they do, as I said earlier, when they get stuff right, it's good. It's real good. I think Jericho's been a real real MVP for him. Moxley's yeah. obviously excellent. Um, personally, I find, you know, Omega outside of New Japan to be a bit annoying. Um, but as we always say, then the wrestling starts and the guy's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bucks, meh, I think the Bucks have been okay. Um, there's a lot of their wrestlers that I want to see more of, but we don't, you know, Private Party, for example, I think pri- they really should have Private party should be on there a lot more than they are. Um, obviously, the Nightmare Collective was bollocks. The Dark Order is bollocks, but you've, I've got a feeling that Matt Hardy's probably going to show up and turn it into quite a funny segment, as opposed to I'd like. Be, I'd be generally quite shocked if yeah. he's not the um, he's not the exalted one. It well, apparently it was it was Marty. Hinted. It was Marty it's apparently. Marty. Oh yeah, no, that's true. I was, I, you know, I said this is. I thought you were Marty Jannetty. I was like, no, fucking. Oh, Jesus. I my brain Gennetti. clicking. He's like Marty Skull. He's talking about Marty. Marty Jannetty's too busy talking about fucking his stepdaughter or um, <laughs> have some class talking about his actual talking, daughter. Which oh god, yeah, that is, it is. <laughs> and saying that he fucking got. His neighbour pregnant and she had twins and now she's... Oh, I don't know. The geezer... Don't fuck. We, we went on one tangent about wrestling fucking Mount Rushmore. Now we don't have to go to another fucking incestuous tangent about... Right. Top top three fucking <laughs> nut jobs in wrestling. Go. No. Sheep. <laughs> fuck. All right. Well, we'll, well, yeah. We'll save that for another time. That's your homework. Um. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think when AEW gets stuff right, it's real good. So I am looking forward to Revolution more than WrestleMania, just for length, basically at this point. Oh and God, the fact that... yeah. yeah, we'll see. Right, New Japan. So, God, it's not going too much fucking detail. So much, <laughs> so much wrestling. Um, right, so we've had the New Beginning shows. The New Beginning is usually the new beginning kind of start of the UO. <laughs> yeah there you go it's very much Ron still isn't it it's, it's, mm-hmm. that's what it says on the tin or whatever the ex- expression was um yeah two shows over the weekend a couple weeks ago or two weeks ago so we had the new beginning in Sapporo which had the Osprey and Zack Sabre Jr match for the Rev Pro title which was excellent I was I wanted to see that and I just never got time for it I heard it was yeah. great though it is great. Plus, plus uh, Zach won. Smug Zach is like, Will Ospreay is one of the best wrestlers in the world, but he's thick as fuck. <laughs> Billy. Like... Billy the wanker. <laughs> Billy, Billy just got... Did Billy just get a pass out to Vegan Techers 2020? <laughs> Didn't he call him a secret Tory or something like that? It's like yeah. fucking deep cut references only Brits will get. Yeah, I think that's because... Osprey openly said he voted Brexit without really understanding <laughs> what it is. 
And then in the last election, in the election, in the election just gone by, he said everyone should vote Labour. So you know, whatever. <laughs> That's the best way to trick a poor Zach. <laughs> ultimate, ultimate rival. Yeah. Voted Brexit, votes Labour. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And Zach loves Jeremy Corbyn, and William William Osprey was basically doing what Corbyn did. So there you go. He, he was a literal Dagenham man. I'm voting to uh, voting to keep these people out, you know. Got to got to keep calling it. Mm. <laughs> Might do a sunset flip. He's <laughs> tagging them, man. That's his old. That'll be his gimmick next time. Mm. Sapporo <laughs> uh, also had the it had a card of Tai Chi, which was all right. It was too long, but it was okay. That's disappointing um, to hear. Fuck. Yeah. Well, the thing is with New Japan, I find is with if Okada hasn't got the IWGP title, then... We have to really, ask, where is Okada? Where is Okada? Um, yeah, it's weird. You know, last time he lost the belt to Kenny, he went through that big, um, you know, that weird balloon phase. What, were he lost against Zach at Rev Pro? Oh, he's throwing, no, yeah, the New Japan show in uh, Manchester, yeah. But that was good. What, that was for the, that was for us. What a great fucking moment! Only because we didn't think poor Zach had a fucking chance, even though really we should have seen it coming. Yeah, but the these gimmick was that he was well, obviously he was in his long boys, he was in his trousers, yeah, uh, and he came out and he came out with balloons. It was weird. Well, obviously he then went on to get the title back and big man, big man, big post, match Okada. Post depression Okada, where he's lost the title and he's like, you know, he has to work his way back. Yeah, and there's nothing more depressing than main events with Tai Chi. So there you go. But it was all right. Um, next day, new beginning in Osaka. Um, this was the main show, Christ. Um, we had the, you know, the built-up match between uh, Hiromu Takahashi and Ryu Lee, formerly known as Dragon Lee, the man who broke uh, Takahashi's neck. Ryu it was... means dragon in Japanese. How yeah, form- there you go. Because so- <laughs> um, I believe I believe CMLL own the trademark to Dragon Lee, but it's the same. Oh, never mind. I'm not even going to fucking question it. So I think he's I think he's trademark Riley. Anyway, uh, it was a good match. Um, usual stuff with them, where it looks like they're a bit reckless and a bit risky, and um, they're building up for more matches. I'm sure it'll be Super Juniors and stuff. We'll see more of that. Uh, obviously, we had Suzuki and Moxley. Which was excellent. Real. Oh, I'm actually, in... gutted I haven't seen this. Oh, find this and watch this. It's so much fun. You can just tell both are absolutely loving life. Is um, it a potato factory? Eh, I mean, they do like strike exchanges and stuff. I wouldn't say they're potato. I mean, it's stiff. It's New Japan and it's Suzuki. It's stiff. Um, but it's really good. Lots of just real fun stuff. Um, Moxley obviously won. And Zack Saber came out and choked him out. So it's going to be Moxley Zack Saber for the next feud, which actually sounds quite fun. That will be fun, yeah. That will be actually. Yeah, Zach's, the promos afterwards were really good. It was, um, it was Zach's like, oh, Jonathan Moxley, I'm coming for your belt, <laughs> darling. Jonathan Moxley, Jonathan Moxley. And then Moxley was like, Zack Saber Jr., the human ud- fucking udon noodle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rather amusing. Sign me up. <laughs> Just wrestle, boys. I can't wait. Yeah. 
Uh, and then obviously the main event and the big match for these shows was the Naito against Kenta match built from Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Naito got the win. Uh, the match was weird. It was long. There was Bullet Club shenanigans. Um, it was a bit. I don't know. It was. It wasn't bad, but it was good. Um, Naito got some real fucking hard way blood in the like the last three or four minutes of the match, and it really kind of elevated it to a a much better place. Um, a real crimson mark. There was a exposed turnbuckle and. He got thrown into it, and it looks... I mean, I can't see where he bladed, if he did blade. So I think he hard-weighed. Um, absolutely pissing blood, real crimson mask. A real fucking number eight on the Muto scale, probably. Um, yeah. So, excellent ending to a, what was probably average to good match. Uh, at the end of it... Um, the anniversary show's coming up soon, and as is tradition, it's the IWGP champion against the junior heavyweight champion. So we're actually going to get Naito and Hiromu in a in a match for the anniversary show, which should be good. Um, yeah, good stuff as always. So March is coming up. Uh, March is the month of the New Japan Cup, and Sakura Genesis is the pay-per-view at the end. So you've got New Japan Cup, winner of that faces the champion at Sakura Genesis. So yeah, got some tournament stuff. First tournament of the year for New Japan. And then first next big show. So it should be good. Dumb question. I've probably asked this before in one of the episodes. What's the New Japan Cup's uh, winner? What do they receive apart from a trophy? Title shot at Sakura Genesis. All ah, right. You just said that, didn't you? I did. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the podcast is. I'm still. I'm still recovering from the uh, previous. I can't podcast. remember. Fuck, who won it last year? Uh, I'll have to check. Zack Saber won it a few years ago. Wiki that shit. And he had a match with a card. So the year we saw a card, uh, Zack Saber in Ultranum, that was the year that Zack won it, and then that was kind of like a little rematch. That's, that they had. that's right, actually, yeah. Oh, a card or a card on it last year, that's it. And then he beat Did JR. He? There you go. He beat JY. So he when he won the New Japan Cup last year, he took yep. his title shot at the um Madison Square Garden show. That's right. G1 Supercard. Mm. But Zack Saber before and Shibata the year before took their took their shot at Secure Genesis. So that's probably what will happen this year. Who do you think is favourite to win the New Japan Cup then? Hmm. I don't know. Who, who it'd, be would be for it'd be too soon for a card, sorry. If I had to go out on a limb, I would say Shingo Tagagi. And why would that yeah. be? Don't know. If you look at the previous winners, there seems to be an element of kind of uh, people on the outside, but still good. Well, I don't know. Saying that, maybe maybe Osprey will win it. And have his first attempt at the title. That'd be good. Possibly because he can afford to lose that as well. Oh yeah, and I do honestly think that they're playing a very slow, long game to bring Osprey up to becoming the world champ, uh, the IWG champion in a not too distant future. I honestly think that. What about um, Jay White in terms of go- like current guys? Uh, you know, he- I mean, I think if you was to put your logic cap on, you'd think Jay White probably wins the cup, and he probably. Gets the belt at whatever. 
fuck that. I don't want that. Well, I was saying <laughs> that maybe, maybe actually the champion, the winner of the New Japan Cup will probably. No, it'll be Secure Genesis. Yeah, we'll see. But hopefully it's not Jay White. Is Tanahashi injured? No, he's just not. He's just not. He's just not Tanahashi anymore, is he? Well, he's he's on his twilight now, isn't he? We did say that a couple of years ago, and then he still won. Well, I'm literally say three years ago, and a, and a, he's, so in that time, he's won a G1 and the title at Wrestle Kingdom. So yeah. fuck knows. It's a, it's a very bright twilight. It will it will eventually mm. dimmer, probably in the next twenty oh, years. He's, he's one of the absolute fucking technicians of psychology and match, you know, structuring matches. So he's he the ace. He's, he will always be ace. Right. Let's. I've got a couple of last few points here, and we're done. We're going to do this in under an hour and a half, I think. So that's actually pretty well done for us, considering there's so much bullshit. I oh, know. <laughs> okay, my misc section. Um, this Friday, the fourteenth of Feb, Valentine's Day to some. Uh, Rev Pro are doing high stakes at York Hall. It is an absolute fucking absurdly massively good card for an indie show. I mean, fuck. Um, we're getting so Osprey pinned Saber Junior on a tag match the day after their uh, their title match at uh, New Beginning. So obviously in New Japan, you get a pin, you get a title shot um, most of the time. So he's cashing that in at the Rev Pro Show. Is that so main event or it will that will main event? I saw the main event. They did a show. They did uh, that one of the Global Wars shows. Maybe 2017, 2018, I think 2017, maybe. Um, it was Zach and Osprey headlining in the uh, the Wolverhampton though, actually, just down the road. Um, and it was fucking fantastic. It was really good. Um, it was kind of one of the early signs that Osprey was going heavy, like into a more heavyweight style. Mm. Uh, obviously, they've just had a fantastic match in New Japan. I've got a feeling this is going to be fucking unreal. Um, and I've got a feeling that oh, Osprey should win. I hope he does. The pop will be fucking humongous if he does. Um so very high hopes for that. Uh we've got the we've got LA Park in Bethnal Green on Friday. Oh no, jeez. So that's the that's the original. That's that's the WCW's La Parker. There's always a confusion around LA Park and La Parker, but um this is the original. This is the chairman. The one <laughs> That's right, had, yeah, the nickname. If you if you had the WCW vs NWA Revenge on the N64 and you used him and you did the taunting, he did the little dance. Remember? I never had it. I had um, I only had WWF you, games. You've never had that game. You never no, had the Revenge. I, had, I picked. Oh. I had Warzone and Attitude when those two games were out, and then immediately oh, got WrestleMania God. 2000 and No Mercy. Proper mark. Uh, I can't well, get a WCW game. WCW NWA World Tour and WCW NWA Revenge. Revenge. I know, I know. Fucking fantastic. I've played Revenge, but I only got WWF games on the N64, which is a telling sign because only two of them are good. Warzone and Attitude have aged as well as like 20 year old Jogger. You know, I got Warzone and I remember playing it thinking it was the greatest thing ever. Although we got on the N64, we got majorly bumped because we got MIDI themes, whereas on the PlayStation, PlayStation. they got the actual. And the combos were really fucking hard to do. It was like fuck. It was more combat, yeah. really. That was the easiest way to describe yeah. it. Um, yeah. So LA Park and Eddie Kingston is gonna. That's a match. That's the gonna fuck? be. Yeah, it's gonna be 
fucking hard hitting. I was literally um, about to say, look after him. No. Okay, that'll do. Yeah. I'm, I'm going over, senor. Okay. <laughs> um, EOP, Michael Oku, that'll be good. Um, Ricky Knight Jr., Robbie X should be excellent. Yeah, then there's some other matches. But yeah, Osprey, Zack Sabre Jr., really looking forward to that. That's going to be great. Uh, and just to end on a light note, uh, have you been following the Jim Cornette and Dave Meltzer feud? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's, <laughs> it's a story of our times where Jim has finally given up with uh, Meltzer and his, his praise for Kenny Olivia. It's more the other way around, no? It's more Meltzer's finally given up defending Cornette I'm pretty sure no Cornet shot the first thing where he was like, I can't believe oh. you fucking say he's better than fucking, I don't even well, who the oh, fuck am I oh, sorry, no, You're right, yeah, so someone said to Meltzer what's your favourite modern I think he said what's your favourite modern or your favourite feud or series of matches ever and he said um, Akada Omega That's right Jim Cornette absolutely blew his fucking top off because he said more than Steamboat Flair. And because I think, was oh, I could be wrong here. Was Steamboat Flair the feud and the match? The one, is it the, is it the, um, the Chi Town Rumble in W, in, in WA, WCW? Um, that's the, was that the first five star match? I could be majorly wrong there. Maybe. Mm. I'm not 100%. Um, Again, this is, this is in the fucking 80s and stuff where it's, yeah. Um Yeah, so know. so yeah, let's have a look. No, the first ever five star match to, was oh Tiger Mask and Dynamite Kid. There you go. I was wrong. Maybe it was the first one in North America. Let's look. No. Oh I know, hang on. No, oh fucking hell, the first one in North America was Barry Windham against Ric Flair. You're gonna fucking laugh. I've got the tweets. <laughs> I had to get All right, okay. Back. So he gave... Yeah, as I... Ah, there you go. I was right. It was the NWA Chi Town Rumble, 1989, five stars. There you go. So I've got the tweets. <laughs> I had to read So anyway... Oh, yeah, because look, there you go. So in the space... So in 1989 alone, he gave three five-star ratings to Steamboat and Flair in a row. So it was the Chi Town Rumble, Clash of Champions 4. What was that, 6? Oh, fuck. I'll do it. Who goes? And um, Wrestle War 89. So, yeah. Uh, obviously, Cornette has taken major offence. So, go on. Read read one of these tweets out. So he was quote tweeting Dave saying it's out of nonsense. And do, and do a Cornette, do a Cornette impression. I can't do him well. But Dave went, it's out of touch nonsense. Omega holds the gate record of the Cow Palace. D-O-N and All Out had gigantic ticket demands and immediate sellouts, and he headlined all three. Clinging to the idea he can't draw in the US is something invalidated a long time ago. So Cornette, in his uh, only way he can, <clears throat> it's a goddamn embarrassing me. I've told people, oh, you're a smart guy about wrestling, and now you're saying he's funny. <laughs> play wrestling so far up your ass. You're making an idiot out of both of us. If kids playing video games in the ring, it's what wrestling is now. Let it die. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for ever defending Dave Meltzer against people who said he was an idiot. Dave, I hope the bolding fucks and Olivia sucking up to you are <laughs> looking like a lunatic. Better than Flair Steamboat? How about smearing than my dog shit? Hashtag fuck. <laughs> Thank, thank you, fuck you, <laughs> yeah, Why hashtag fuck? 
If you click on that, do not click hashtag fuck. Oh, God. Is it bad? Oh, of course it's fucking Twitter, isn't it? <laughs> the point is, oh, God. are yeah. they going to make up eventually? Is it a work? Oh, I don't know. What what benefit would this get for Cornette? He's basically, oh, he's like he's like the problematic fave of fucking professional wrestling at the moment. Uh, what if you can agree with what Jer- he said. He's like, what if he's on like the Morrison. next Jericho cruise? He, jo- oh, he goes geez. to the Jericho cruise, could you imagine? And it's like a big <clears throat> Meltzer v. Cornette panel. Or maybe they'll do it at Starcast or something. That sounds funny. I don't, I just, <laughs> like, I think they're going to make up. Yeah, it doesn't even make it doesn't even make sense why they why can't they just um why can't they just agree to disagree? Well, of course that would be logical and that doesn't make sense. Cornette fucking hates AW. I mean, it's the cornerstone of their podcasting that he reviews the show and just shits on it. He fucking hates the Bucks, which does stem from Ring of Honor stuff, as far I do believe. Yeah, he fucking hates Omega because you know Omega does does rub people up the wrong way. Sometimes, um, and you know, I think there's an obvious thing with his podcast in that if they shit on something and go on rants and it's fairly interesting or fairly funny, then their downloads tend to uh probably spike. So, this is the problem because our podcast doesn't call gimmick, out people yeah. like this, so yeah, that's what I mean. It's similar yeah. to Russo, that's the scariest yeah. bit. Cornette and Russo are basically now the like two sides of the exact same coin. We need to start a feud. David Bixen ban. You're a fucking prick. He won't. He, we're fucking. We're mine. We're we're mine. We're plankton <laughs> compared to him. Yeah, and he's he's the fucking bacteria on the plankton's balls. <laughs> Just You're to be clear, I don't. To be clear, I don't give a shit. He's he's a bit whingy, <laughs> but sorry. He, he does some good stuff. Good man. Anyway, it's a bit in our hour and a half long podcast where we've proceeded to whinge everything about professional wrestling. No, I'd say we're. I mean, fuck me. Depending on what pod, how much wrestling podcast you listen to, this we're quite positive compared to a lot of them. Yeah, we're just we're just counting down the days until um, the WWE Network gives up, and then it's like, well, that's it. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna reactivate my New Japan World subscription and, try and, <laughs> and just watch, and just watch all the Stan Hansen matches or Vader matches. There you go. That's it. Um, right, as you just quite rightly pointed out, it's an hour and a half. So let's wrap this. Let's wrap this baby up. Um, thank you for listening, as always. Um, if you've made it this far, well done, you. Um, yeah, lots to talk about. We'll hopefully do a couple of more episodes in the build up to Mania. We got, as we said earlier, we've got um, Revolution AW to look at. There's some takeovers, some Saudi bollocks, Chamber, um, all in the lovely run up to WrestleMania, um, Wrestling Christmas. So, thank you for listening. Um, I've been Reese, and uh, as always, with me is Harry. Say goodbye, Harry. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you again for listening and your continuing support. Yeah. Um, we're on Twitter at SWA underscore podcast. No one's tweeted on that account for fucking ages, so whatever. Um, that is your fault. <laughs> actually, I think we just tweet when we do an episode, whatever. YouTube, there's an archive. Just search Smarts for Attitude. Um, Smarts for Attitude at gmail.com if you ever fancy talking. should check that, actually. Um, I was going to say, and the fan. we're on... Spotify, search for Smarts of Attitude. We're on there. You can subscribe on there. And 
soundcloud.com slash smartattitude, Apple Podcasts. It's everywhere. Fucking podcasts taking over the world. Anyway, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Toodaloo.